suggested we would have both ended up dead. He was, after all, a mess-making and willful character who didn't follow the simplest instructions and would talk the ear off anyone inclined to listen. My mother was easier and more contained, but she had her issues too, including such a fear of any kind of risk-taking that she would cancel plans at the slightest chance of inclement weather. She was doting, but not at all amusing like the exuberant mother who ended up in the nutcracker. Shameful as it is to admit, neither of my parents was what I'd have ordered from a parent catalog. And yet, they were so good to me. They loved me so much, even more than each other. They deserved so much more than what I gave them in their last years. Why does it bug me so much that I didn't do enough for them? Is that something most sons and daughters tend to feel around parents? I still feel it today with mine both long gone. Saying goodbye to the parents, facing their last years, if not with valor, then at least with humor and equanimity. It's a topic that seems to come up all the time now, as much a matter of demographics as a strange new urgency of the boomer generation to process everything in public. Our parents are living longer due to advances in gerontology, and it throws us up against questions about how to help them out without totally sacrificing the quality of our own lives. When we take away their car keys, does it mean we have to be their drivers? The feisty 92-year-old mother of Ira, my spouse, would like to keep driving. Her children worry that she isn't as mentally fit as she once was and that she'll get into an accident. They take her for tests that can only lead to the kind of diagnoses that will make life safer but harder for everyone. All I see, meanwhile, is an elderly woman who is able-bodied and on the ball. She dresses well, loves company, and opines on politics like a liberal college kid. I think she's remarkable. But her kids don't always see that. With the most loving intentions, they worry and debate about what's best for her. Not long ago, a friend was telling me about his father's dementia. Still in his 70s, the father had to live in a nursing home, expensive but necessary. My friend's carefully composed mother could barely deal with her husband and his chaotic mind. It was the same with my friend's younger sister, who claimed too much on her plate with her job and a young child. It is a total disaster, and none of us know what to do, my friend told me. Money was one of the most serious concerns. They were a family without much of a financial cushion, and they were watching what little they had vanish to serve as a dying man who didn't even seem to know where he was, let alone care. I found myself asking lots of questions. I wanted to know if the demented father was physically strong. I wanted to know if comfort care, code for using enough morphine to gently extinguish all suffering, and eventually the heartbeat itself, had been discussed. There were no easy answers, and my friend and his family felt lost in a situation they could barely navigate. What if he goes on like this for years, my friend asked. Is it horrible for me to actually think we'd all be better off if he died right away instead? I knew what he was feeling, because I had the same thoughts during my mother's devastating last years. She was just so sick. What was the point of going on? I don't think it's horrible to think anything. Just honest, I finally said. Another friend, who watched his dynamo grandmother languish in a nursing home for her last five years and was appalled to see her go that way, put it like this when talking about his idea of an ideal ending for his still healthy parents. In ten years, 
They'll be coming home from one of their fabulous Paris trips, and their Air France flight will go down over the Atlantic. That will save us all from the kind of humiliation and suffering my grandmother had to endure. Brutal? Yes. Understandable, yes. That, too. Caring for parents has become the new normal for boomers. It is estimated that 65 million people in this country are caregivers, with 7 out of 10 of them looking after someone over the age of 50. Many of these caregivers report depression, and some a decline in health. Most aren't the perfect and selfless children who want to move their parents in with them and have their ashes scattered at a ballet. And they don't have the vision to see what only the selfless and enlightened can know when in the middle of it, and what I only know now that the experience is behind me, making it easy to say, caring for your parents is an opportunity.